coffee and your Bible. Well, good morning. We only do it with me. Good morning. Would you get over here and there more people see you? They've been asking about you. There he is. Today is Fear Not Friday. Don't be afraid. What is the day? What is the day? It's the 17th. Of February. Uh-huh. The year of our Lord, 2023. Yeah, and what's this? This is Daybreak Live. With who? With the Nesbitt. <laughs> And Josh, okay. So I'd like your opinions and your comments. Let me just give you a Do you like, I, we start coming on with the jingle, then saying hi. Which way you like it better? I just would like to know. Anyway, we're going to sing All Things Work Together for Good. That's not the name of it. That's no, not. Yeah, there was okay, a man that's never madness. My husband, so that it would be easier for Michael to do the podcast. That's right. That's right. Nothing can separate. Thank you. 
Does anybody notice the camera falling? Does anybody pay any attention to that? No, no. I got cracked up as I'm looking at that thing sinking. It was creeping down. It is creeping down. Okay, so I got to do some adjusting, guys. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Love you guys. Thank you for singing this morning. Man, oh man, oh man. What a good Friday morning it is. I'm so glad it's Friday. Yeah, we should stay up all night more often. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Hey, what do you mean by that? We were up really late. We were up this morning. I had a hard time waking up, but look at this. I got my coffee going. Got your Bible, got your coffee. You know, God makes all things work together for your good. Did you know that? That's actually scripture. Those who love God, to those who love God and are the called according to his purpose, he makes all things work together for your good. Shabbat shalom, everybody. Shabbat shalom. Now, let's just dive in. So we're going to pick up back today with Titus chapter 3. Verse 5, Titus chapter... Oh, ain't it good to see Brother Charles back? Some of you guys have been praying for him. He was out early this week. He was sick. So he was just held up in an RV down there. He's like, don't come in. I'm in bad shape. Then he took off to Missouri. Missouri. And he got back last night. Before Bible study last night. A lot of driving. All right. So in chapter 3... Titus is being told by the Apostle Paul to remind them to be subject, to be obedient, to be good citizens. And we I, I'm not going to go back over that, but just to be good citizens, to be gentle, to be peaceful, you know, to be uh, what well, we should be Christ-like, really. I mean... I mean, have you ever thought about this, that you should try to imagine in your mind what kind of dude Christ was? I mean, when he walked here, right? I, yes, he's God. Yes, he's God in the flesh. But he also is human. He is the perfect example of what a believer in God should be like. He is the example. He is the mark of what we should act like, how we should live. And so, praise the Lord for that. And however we think he was is how we should strive to be. And then, and then we saw where he said, you know, we used to be, we used to be foolish. We used to be haters of mankind. We used to be hateful. And so, but now we're different. Now we're saved. Now we're, can you say, born again? So we should be different people. And we're going to pick up with verse 5. Uh, coming off of verse 4, it says, but when the kindness and love of God appears, then we get to verse 5. Now look at this. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. So uh, there's a lot of good works we do and can do. But that's not what saves us. Okay? In and of itself, walking an aisle, going up front, saying that sinner's prayer, um, baptism, uh, giving money, you know, giving money to good causes, 
these are there's good things that we do and we should do and are to do but in and of themselves they don't we can't work our way into heaven we don't uh, God don't go, oh man, you've been so good. I think I'm going to open the door and let you in. You know, because that's just not a reality. Because God doesn't just look at, it's not like, it's not like what we're doing, but it's the heart behind it. God sees through us into our heart and we can do the right thing with the wrong motive. Right? I mean, this was the problem with the Pharisees that Jesus said, you you're like whitewashed tombs. On the outside, you look all beautiful and awesome, but inside you're full of dead men's bones, right? And Jesus was saying, you're, this religion has you looking to the public. You're, you've, you've, you've learned a way to look to everybody like everything's good, but on the inside, everything ain't good. And so he says, first, clean up the inside. Then the outside will follow. The, the out, we need to clean up the outside. <laughs> the outside needs to be clean, but not without the inside being clean. The outside being clean without the inside being clean is just, Disgusting. you just in a, uh, doing good works and going to end up in hell. Right? So, I'm just telling you the truth. So can we clean up the inside? We can. We can. And that's the point, not by works of righteousness, which we have done. I can't do it good enough, but these things in and of themselves, but according to how, what's, what, but according to his, look at this, mercy. So look at these, his mercy. He saved us. His mercy saves us because of his mercy. So what we do in repentance and faith we turn in faith to the Lord in humility and surrender, and then he steps in and saves us. I'm not saying don't walk an aisle. I'm not saying don't pray. I'm not saying don't get baptized. You know, these, things, these are things we should do, but it's the heart that has to turn to the Lord. And the reality is, as we can, people can fake it. And it does no good to fake it. According to his mercy... He saved us, how? Through the washing of regeneration. That regeneration, we call it being born again. That regenerating and renewing. Regenerating and renewing. Putting these two together, how does he regenerate? By the renewing of what? The Holy Spirit. There's a quickening that takes place. There's a, a life that happens. That's why we, we use a term. You remember Jesus told the religious ruler, the teacher of teachers, he says, you're a teacher of Israel and you don't know what I'm saying. Remember Nicodemus comes to him. He says, Lord, we know you've come from God. Nobody can do the things that you're doing except he's come from God. And Jesus did not waste a moment. He said, well, at least in John's depiction of it, he didn't. He says, don't be surprised. Don't marvel at this. You've got to be born again. And Nicodemus was like, what? Do you, what? Born again? Like, like go into my mother, mother's womb? What, what are you talking about? He says, that which is flesh is flesh. That which is spirit is spirit. Don't be surprised at this. Marvel not. KJV, marvel not. Don't be shocked. I'm telling you, you must have another birth. You must be born 
again. Above, from above, you must have a birth. That happens by something we call the washing of regeneration. God cleans us by the renewal of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost comes. And that's why Jesus says to Nicodemus, he says, because Nicodemus doesn't understand it, and he tries to explain it. He says, look, the wind blows where it wants to. You know, we've had some windy days this week. You know, I'd be sitting in the truck doing some figuring, you know, on things I need to order for the apartments I'm remodeling. And wind just hit the truck and shake it. Where did that come from? Where did it go? Where did it leave and go to? He said, the wind blows where it listeth. It, it blows where it wants to. And you hear the sound of it, but you can't tell where it came from or where it goes. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. The Spirit comes. Has the Spirit touched your life? Has the Spirit renewed you? Now, most of you, if you're part of Daybreak, there's no doubt you're a born-again Christian, Okay. But maybe you're watching this. Maybe you just found this on Facebook or YouTube. Maybe somebody shared it. You don't even know why you're still listening. And maybe it's just to hear these words. Be washed with the washing of regeneration and be renewed by the Holy Spirit. Not by any good thing you can do, but just by God's mercy, submit yourself to him and let him come in and clean you up. Amen. And if that happens... Shoot us a text. Give us a message. Let us know. Let us know. It's such a blessing when somebody says, man, I've got right with the Lord. You know, I've been watching Daybreak and I've got right with the Lord. You're talking about joy in our hearts. Just to share with you, it's not anything that this broadcast has done. It's what God has done, right? Yeah. And, hey, you got, we just love hearing it. Amen. We love to hear it. So he says, so verse six, he for the renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom, whom, personal pronoun, he poured out on us abundantly, I'm in verse 6, through Jesus Christ our Savior. He's the one who saved us. And he, the Spirit has been poured out on us abundantly, abundantly. Not barely, but abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. Okay, verse 7, that having been justified by his grace. Justified means we've been declared righteous by his grace. And we can say grace, unmerited favor, by God's mercy, you know. So just notice these things that he says, his grace, his mercy, he saved, you know, Holy Spirit. We've been justified by his grace, that justified, declared righteous, okay, so that being justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Now we have a blessed hope and we're heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we shall suffer with him. But we're heirs of God. You're a child of God. Can you imagine this? The creator of the universe is your daddy, is your father. He's yours. He's mine. Praise the Lord. Verse 8. This is a faithful saying, and these things I want you to affirm constantly. How often? How often should the pastor be affirming these things, bro, brother? All the time. All the time. Constantly. 
Why? What's the purpose? That those who have believed in God, now listen to this. This is very important. Affirm these things constantly that or so that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. What? I love it. Here's the saying. I'm sure you've heard it. Here, here's this, the theological saying. We're saved, you know, by faith alone or by grace alone through faith alone. But grace that saves is never alone. And these are, this is the epistle where this the, theological understanding comes from. Remember back in chapter two, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness, we should live soberly, righteously, right? Mm -hmm. And so in the same thing, in verse 8 over here, he's saying, Titus, as a pastor, as a teacher, as a leader, you need to affirm constantly these things to the people that are believers so that they will be careful so that those that believe in God should be careful. We should be careful. Careful to do what? To maintain good works. So good works is part of a believer's life. It's just not something that saves you. Does that make sense? It doesn't save you, but it should be part of your life as the fruit of and the reality of who you are. Remember in chapter 2, he redeemed uh, uh, well, let's see. To purify that he might redeem us. I'm back now in 2.14. He might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people. Zealous for good works. The same thing. What, babe? I was just thinking, you know, we have nothing to do with our natural birth. None of us had anything to do with our natural birth. Exactly. But from the moment we drew our first breath, uh -huh. we began to grow and learn and change and do. Uh, right. And and was it not? I don't know if they still do this now, but, you know, in the old days, they would even take the babies and pop them on the butt, get but them to cry. Yeah. Or, you they know, make sure. But, but why? Why? Because they're signs they're looking for to make sure they're alive. Same thing with, you're right, babe. We didn't birth ourselves. Nope. <laughs> Amen. But there are things in our life, breathing, crying, trying to talk, that shows, okay, I'm alive. I've been born now and I exist. Right. And now as I exist, there's a growth. There's a maturity now. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, is you don't have a choice. If you're really alive, you've got to grow. Yeah. You've got to mature. And there's a time when you begin to intentionally do things. Amen. Amen. Works. Amen. These things, let's get this last part. I'm, I'm going to try to finish Titus today if yeah. I can, and yeah, I'm already I'm 21. You, Everybody's praying for me. These things are good and profitable to men. Be careful to maintain good works because these things are good and profitable to men. Not just is it good and profitable to, for the church, but you know it's good and profitable for the whole community that church people, that Christians live in, born-again Christians, are good and profitable to a society they live in. Amen. 
Yeah, and we're not, we're not, I think, I think the best way to say that is we're not saved by works. We're saved to do good works. To Amen. show Christ in the world. Amen. In Ephesians, he says, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. All right. Now, verse 9. But avoid foolish disputes, genealogies, contentions, and strivings about the law. And these things can be brought to today about there's, there's things that's just foolish contentions that you just need to leave alone. It's not going to do any good, right? Huh? It's divisive. Yeah, absolutely. For they are unprofitable and useless. They're no good. They're just going to bring divisions. There's things that you should just walk away from. When he says avoid, he means just, it's kind of, the Greek has the context of just turn around and walk the other way. You know, sometimes we need to do that instead of getting engaged. Because the enemy can get the children of God so caught up in foolish arguments that lost or dying without God and nobody's getting the gospel of Jesus Christ to them because all the church is just sitting around arguing all the time. That's right. Hello. Hello. And we're arguing over foolish things. It's not that things that can't save. Not good things. Sometimes there are sometimes, yeah. But it can't supersede the gospel. Amen. Amen. So then he says, "Now look at this. Strivings about the law, they're unprofitable." Verse ten: Reject a divisive man after the first and second admonition. Okay, so talk to him. Hey, hey, chill out. We, we don't need this division, right? Stop it. Okay. And then he starts doing it again. Hey, chill out, man. Stop this. You're going to divide the congregation. Stop it. And remember, we're talking about foolish talk. We're not talking about, we're not talking about talking about things that God says is a sin or we're not talking about those kinds of things. Sometimes the truth can divide as well. But we're talking about foolish stuff that people get caught up in and argue about that don't. Here's how my mom would say it. That don't matter to a hill of beans. <laughs> Whatever that means. Don't matter to a hill of beans. Verse 11. Reject him after that, knowing that such a person is warped. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Some, <laughs> okay, that cracked me up. New King James Version. You got to just know this dude is warped. So reject him, okay? And sinning, being self-condemned. He's, he's warped. He's warped. Just leave him alone. Turn and reject him. You know, by all means, don't put him in the pulpit. You know, don't have him teaching Sunday school. Teach divisive things that don't matter to a hill of beans. Hey. Amen. 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 Okay, verse 12. When I send Artemis to you, praise the Lord, or Tychicus, be diligent to come to me at Nicopolis, for I have decided to spend the winter there. Send Zenus, the lawyer. What? You mean there was Christian lawyers? Mm -hmm. You had that talk last Sunday, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> send Zenus, the lawyer, and Apollos on their journey with haste, that they may lack nothing. And let our people also learn to maintain good works to meet urgent needs. 
if there's one group of people that should be meeting needs around the world, it's God's children. I tell you what, I love Samaritan's Purse. That's going to be the next ministry we add to SeaWow. I mean, as a as a thing, I believe because you take the death toll. Two days ago, the death toll in Turkey was over forty one thousand now, and you know who's there? You know who's always shows up? Samaritan's Purse, uh, which is a bunch of Christians. I thank God for that. Meeting urgent needs that they may not be unfruitful. Verse fifteen. All who are with me greet you. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. You know, it'd probably be a good thing. I don't know how long it takes to read the book of Titus. Probably it's three chapters. person probably read it in, what, 10 minutes? 10, 15 minutes you could read that. Christians, we, ought to, we probably ought to read that once a month or at least once a quarter just read that book you know it ought to be in a steady reading because we need to hear that over and over and over suggestions coming in what's the suggestions huh uh, maybe teach my prophet Jose how big prayers to God's love for us Ooh, that's a good one. yeah thank y'all so much for being here and thank you for the suggestions just to remind you next week Lisa and I are going to R-U-N-D-O-F-T. R-U-N-D-O-F-T. We're going to run doft. If you've ever seen that movie, you know where it's coming from. And he was a Tennessean, by the way. That's how we talk. <laughs> We're going to celebrate our anniversary. Uh, that was New Year's Eve. Uh, we're taking time. So, anyway, uh, so you won't see me in the mornings... Uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at least for sure. Maybe maybe Thursday or Friday next week. Love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. I'll pray about your suggestions. I'll Lisa and I will be praying together over that and uh, about what book to start next. And uh, we just, some of you guys are so faithful. You've been faithful for years on this thing and I just praise God for you. I praise God for you. Wherever you're watching from, wherever you're uh, uh, listening to this from, thank you for being here. Okay, stay in touch with us, and we will see you soon. Let's yeah, say the make Lord's sure prayer. That you prayer. Have notifications in case we do something crazy, like I don't know, show up sometime next week, which I'm not saying we will. Yeah, but have your notifications on that way. If we do, you won't miss us. Yeah, and probably ever once in a while. I don't know. It's it's probably every once in a while. It's good to hit subscribe again and ring the bell again and whatever you have to do on Facebook again. So maybe it'll turn around and update. Yeah. Yeah, and you can you can go to. Uh, was at YouTube and uh, hit CY and you can watch the previously recorded versions of Daybreak in the meantime. Uh, at least that's what I do. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just... Charles said he goes and watches reruns. <laughs> yep, that's it. Pastor Nadine would like for us to please pray for his children's family. He's there. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right, love you guys. Let's say the Lord's Prayer and then we'll say Shabbat Shalom, okay? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom 
and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. May the Lord bless you this weekend and fill you with his love and his peace. In the name of Yeshua, Jesus, our King. Amen and amen. Bye.